1: Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
0: And JQ. JQ with it in the right corner. He'll drive it in the lane.
1: Beautiful pass. Gurley for the flush. Mitchell trying to back McKinnison. Shot clocks at five. Pick and roll. Black to Mitchell. pinions open in the corner. Three ball good. Miles Wilmoth in the corner. A three-pointer, no good. Rebounded by Jackson. Great pass, Hawkins. Hawkins stuffs it home. Well, here we go. Maryland inbounding carry
0: to Young. And a tip away, but it's picked up by Young.
1: He'll have a three at the horn. He missed it.
0: Some great college basketball games over the weekend. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the h Age Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers here with you. Welcoming in now, Carrie Miller, college basketball columnist at Bleacher Report. Carrie, good morning.
1: Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good, Kerry. How are you? I'm doing doing quite well. Just working on uh, yet another bracket projection that time of year.
0: Hey, <laughs> you know what? We'll stay right there. Best wishes. We will stay right there because it seems like there's a lot of inconsistency when it comes to uh, a lot of the top teams in college basketball. How much have you struggled throughout the year to try to figure out where you would lay these
1: teams come March? I mean, nobody's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, Alabama's won their last eight games by a combined 167 points. Like, they look like the best team right now. I don't trust Alabama in the tournament. I, mean, I was probably going to say Houston to win it all, and then they lost a home game to Temple yesterday. Like, it's... Uh, it's a mess. Uh, you, just trying to come up with anybody who deserves to be a one seed, let alone anyone that you trust to to make it to the Sweet 16.
2: Kerry, uh, so I guess since everybody in the top 25 enjoys losing, you know, weekend after weekend, it's hard to get a litmus test. But let me go to the Pac-12 because the Big 12 is easy. We'll get to that here in a second because everybody thinks that conference is good. But you're mm-hmm. watching UCLA and Arizona. At what at what point do you look at UCLA and think they should be better, or do you just like Arizona that much?
1: I mean, that game was just ugly. Like It was a I mess. know that they both have good – UCLA has definitely improved on defense like by leaps and bounds from where they were, certainly before uh, McCronin got there. I mean, they were god-awful before that. But watching that game and then watching – Michigan State-Indiana yesterday felt like completely different sports. (laughs) I I don't know, maybe it was just an off-shooting night for both the Bruins and the Wildcats, but they're both on the two-seed line right now, and again, teams that I don't trust to make the Sweet 16 add to that how about
0: KU's loss to TCU the worst home loss in two years for that KU squad they lose to K-State the game before and now you have a stretch of Baylor Kentucky K-State Iowa State and Texas on deck for KU uh, you start the year what was it 16-0 and and now you're on a, a, a two-loss streak you're facing off against a lot of these teams in either the Big 12 or now the SEC uh, in regards to Kentucky. And you where do you where do you kind of place KU into the mix of all this stuff? Because now that they've lost two straight, there's no way you can keep them up in the top 5.
1: Yeah, I mean they lost uh lost those two games to Kansas State, TCU. No bad losses whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They still have they're tied with Purdue for the most quadrant 1 wins um in the country at least as of yesterday i haven't looked this morning but if you take out the recency bias like they have the most quality wins i still have them at number four overall yeah, completely agree in part because i mean are you putting ucla or arizona up there are you putting texas ahead of kansas right now like I, there's just nobody really that deserving even though it feels like kansas shouldn't be up there um but i i'm not surprised that they're going through a little something here they have one of the shortest rotations in the country and they played the one of the toughest non-conference schedules before one of the toughest conference schedules like they i I don't think they appreciated how exhausted they were going to get at this point in the season i mean it feels like grady dick is really hitting that proverbial freshman wall lately and jalen wilson can't beat these big 12 teams by himself so i I think they'll they'll rally they might lose a, a few more games here in the next few days but They've done so much good to this point that it still feels like they're, they're on the path for a one seed.
0: You know, the reason I ask that or, or the reason I say that I thought they would be knocked out of the top five is I watched UNC go through a similar stretch early on this season where they lost mm-hmm. to Iowa State and then they lost to Bama and then all of a sudden they were 18th in the country. Um, so uh, I guess, you know, maybe now that we're deeper into the season, that, that weighs more.
1: I mean, they, they certainly might drop out of the top five in the AP poll. I, I couldn't care less about the AP poll from a bracketology perspective. But, yeah, I mean, North Carolina was already struggling before they went through that road. Like, they they barely beat James Madison. Um, uh, I know they struggled a bit with Charleston, which actually ended up not being a, a disappointing struggle. Now that Charleston's won, got 20 in a row since that loss. But um, Kansas obviously did, did a whole lot. More good mm. before this you know rough stretch than North Carolina yeah. did.
2: Yeah, I understand that. Kerry, let me ask you something because you mentioned Indiana, and I was tell in the first segment I was telling Andrew, when they're going, and Shafino is playing well, I know they're not going to get X back for a while, but let me let me ask it to you a different way. Teams that probably need some consistency at the point guard spot to really cement them. I submit to you Indiana, with Trace Jackson Davis and potentially a healthy Ray Thompson. UConn, who's been shaky at the point guard spot. And Kansas. One of those three teams, if they get some steady, consistent, quality play at point guard, who do you like?
1: Can, can I add Gonzaga to the? Well, isn't that and, and something? Yeah, yeah, completely <laughs> yeah, agreed. But I, I think Gonzaga's.
2: I, I think Gonzaga's one of the top teams in the country still.
1: Yeah, I mean they had that bad. What was it? loyal Marymount, I believe, beat them uh, in the kennel. Just yep. never happens. Broke like fifty different streaks all at once. <laughs> but I, I I'd say of those three, I I still trust Kansas, even though Harris has been not great lately. I know he got hurt uh, yeah. in the Kansas State. It looked like he might have gotten a concussion, but then he came back, so I guess he didn't get a concussion unless he's got two attack by Loa's doctors. Who knows what's going on? But I, I think the they have the... you know Jalen Wilson, aside from Zach Eady, Jalen Wilson, National Player of the Year right now, when Grady Dick is hitting threes, they're almost un, unbeatable, as long as Harris isn't just committing turnovers left and right, which he doesn't. He, he's pretty solid point guard. He's not Frank Mason, but he, he's good enough um, to get them through. So I, I, I would say of those three, Kansas. But yeah, Indiana when when anybody other than Jackson Davis shows up, I mean, Tamar Bates was just drilling threes yesterday against Michigan State. Trey Galloway's had a good couple of games. Cop was capable of making back. shots. So, yeah. They, they certainly should be better. I mean, they were supposed to be the best team in the Big Ten and there wasn't really even any debate about that in the preseason. It's disappointing how how close to the bubble they have been.
2: What does UConn do in the backcourt to provide them some consistency? Mm.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, Tristan Newton looked really good early in the year, and now that's kind of obviously fallen off a bit. Um, Really, they need Sunogo to just be that guy, right? Trace Jackson Davis, Drew Timmy, Jalen Wilson, these big men, they'll just take over when it needs to happen. And we haven't really seen that from Sonogo, like he had some great statistical games early in the year, but now that they've been struggling, he's kind of going like you know ten six and two on a regular basis, and he needs to be that dude for them um, until the guards can you know figure it out and, and help him out. But I, I think the the allure of Connecticut earlier on was that they had nine guys, any of them could dominate, and it it makes it feel like they're more you know averse to a, a bad stretch like they've gone through but they haven't had those nine guys really stepping up for them anymore
0: hey Kerry um about a minute and a half here uh keep it in the big east as you look at Creighton where do you have them in your bracketology report, yeah, and point. how important um is the stretch in February for them to you know
2: kind of gain yeah they gain can st- more st- they got, they, got it, they can stack some wins here
1: Yeah, they're, they're definitely the toughest team right now, right? I think they're 20th in the net. Uh, the, the quality metrics, you know, Ken Palma, whatnot, they're on average around 15th. So, you know, the, the predictive metrics say this is a sweet 16 caliber team. The resume says this team might not belong in the field. I have them as a 10 seed right now. Uh, and I'm not even, you know, really taking into account the, that Ryan Kalkbrenner was out for three of those games that they lost, uh, during that six game losing streak. I, I, that's certainly important. I think that's something the committee will discuss, but I think basically every team has some sort of injury that they have to discuss by that point. So I, I kind of just ignore it for now and just look at the numbers, and I think they're okay. I, I think they should get in if they can, you know, live up to their predictive metrics the rest of the way.
2: Kerry, real quick, with St. John's, Xavier, Georgetown, and Nova, two home games in that, 4-0 gets – 4-0, you feel a lot better about the prowess meeting the expectations
1: yeah i mean you almost have to win those four games yeah i think they have four games left against the other definite tournament teams uh in the conference and if they even if they were to go zero and four in those games as long as they take care of business in the other eight against the bottom half of the league i think they get in.
0: Kerry, thanks so much man we appreciate it we'll talk again soon three of the four at you home. got
1: it take care thanks Gary.
0: Yeah, great note there gary davenport's next